Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. All right, this is episode 54. Shut the front door. This is episode 54. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, in this episode, the, the title of it is called The End of Innocence and Sanity. I'm sure you can guess by this title, I'm going to be talking more about how our children are being used as pawns in a very evil game of world domination. And what I mean by that is that they are being indoctrinated and turned against society and their parents, but also the innocence of our country. Back when I was a kid, during the 4th of July, we all were patriotic. When the national anthem played before sports games, we all stood and put our hands over our hearts or saluted if we were in the military. Back when I was a kid, Columbus Day was a prideful day. Thanksgiving was a day we all gave thanks. What has happened? Honestly. Again, this all goes back to the globalists wanting to destroy the United States of America and especially our Constitution. Now, why are they attacking children? Well, I believe it's because children are innocent. Remember I said that no child, no child anywhere in the entire world is born to hate. No child is born with prejudice. No child is born with negative feelings towards anyone. All of those things have to be taught to children. Now, there are some children, when they grow up, they'll understand that they were taught some wrong things. But many of the children that grow up won't. I mean, look what's happening in Israel right now. The Palestinians and, and uh, especially members of Hamas attacked Israel because they're funded by Iran. We all know that. And Iran has repeatedly saying, said death to Israel. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the map. Why? Why is there this much hatred? Why? Because parents have taught their children to hate Israelis. Those Iranian parents and the mullahs that are running the country have taught their children to hate. That's where all this starts. It starts in the home. You know the crazy thing about this? It all goes back to Jacob and Esau, Abraham's sons, and Rebekah wanting Jacob to have the birthright when Esau was actually born first. But Jacob was Rebekah's favorite. And she knew Jacob was fair-skinned and Esau was olive-skinned, but also had thick hair on his arms. So what she did is she knew Abraham was losing his sight. So she glued sheep's wool on the arms of Jacob to make him seem like he would be Esau because Esau was the one that actually deserved the birthright. But Rebekah decided that she wanted to choose who got the birthright. So when Abraham was going to give the covenant or give the birthright to the son, he thought it was Esau, and he gave the covenant and the birthright to the family to Jacob instead of Esau. So this is what it's all about. This is what all of this conflict is about. It's thousands and thousands of years old. 
And it all goes back to Rebecca deceiving Abraham and choosing who she wanted the birthright to go to. And the Palestinians, all descendants of Esau, are still upset about that and have passed that hatred and bitterness on to their children for generations. Think about that. Now, those that want to destroy America and destroy the West and freedom-loving nations, basically, use children as pawns. Just like Vladimir Lenin said, give me a child for eight years and they'll be a Bolshevik for life. They know they can brainwash children very easily. So what once was growing phases or rebellious years is now actually brainwashing. It's really actually brain damage. It's actually causing mental illness because when parents don't know any better and the school systems are manipulating children into thinking they're not good the way they are. They're not right the way they are. They were born wrong. And at the same time, they want them to actually believe God made a mistake with them. And this serves two purposes. Number one, again, makes them feel that they're born wrong, that there's something wrong with them, but also that God is fallible. God makes mistakes. And there really is no such thing as God. That's really what they want to do with this. They want to convince children that there is no such thing as God, that they didn't come from any place special. They're, they're, just, they're just a clump of cells until they grew up enough to get self-awareness. That's completely false. And children, if parents are letting you listen to this podcast, and I hope they are, you are perfect the way you were born. You are perfect. You are of divine lineage. God himself had a hand in creating your spirit, but also in helping bring together your mother and father to create you. And you are perfect the way you are, because God does not make mistakes. Now, parents, it's up to you to be the adults to be the one they can always count on to tell them the truth. If they come to you and it's a, your little girl and she says, I think I'm a boy, you say, why do you think that? Oh, well, that's, that's really interesting. You know, sometimes I feel like a boy, but I'm not. You were born a girl, and that's what God wanted you to be is a girl. So, no, you're not a boy. And then if you get to the point where you can't think of anything to come back, you say, because I said so. Do you know how many times I heard that from my parents? Because I said so. And then later on, guess what? They're right. Because I grew up and understood at the adult level what they were saying. Kids don't. So because I said so is an effective argument for many things. But when you enable a child's uncomfortableness or disorientation, you are basically hurting them. I would call it child abuse. And the real problem is today, we have children raising children. We have parents that want to be their children's friends rather than the disciplinarians and the authorities. That is the problem. 
And I, I know why. It's because the parents were insecure when they were raised. They were raised with participation medals and no, no grades. And then they went out into the world and found out, oh my gosh, the world is completely competitive and brutal. And I'm not prepared for it. So they're raising their children, hoping to remove all of those challenges and all of those roadblocks that children have to face. And by doing that, they're making the children weaker. And by doing that, that causes insecurity, anxiety, and all kinds of other things that lead to actual mental illness. That is what's happening today. It's indoctrinating children to not like themselves as they are, to want to constantly change themselves. That's what this is all about. It's not about compassion. It's not about letting children decide who they want to be. It's about control. It's about power. Don't ever forget that. They believe that those children and their innocence can be used to create socialist soldiers. Also, there's a reason why in the scriptures, you know, it says, suffer the children to come unto me. And if anyone were to abuse or attack a child, it's better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the ocean. You see, the communists throughout history have known that children are easily manipulated and easily indoctrinated and easily persuaded because they're still trying to figure out who they are and they're trying to grow and learn and understand their body growing through different phases, especially during puberty. And all these things can be used in the eyes of communists to confuse and upset and make them uncomfortable and make them feel insecure and then provide that stability they're all yearning from by telling them they're not going to get that stability from their family. No, they're not going to get that stability from their church. No, no way. The only place they're going to find that stability is in the state. The government will take care of you. We're the only ones that care about you. No one else cares for you like we do. You see, if the left, or I'm just going to call them Marxists at this, time, at this point, because they are, they're, they're utilizing Marxist tactics to go after the children. And basically, they cannot have any child feeling safe and comfortable because then they cannot be manipulated. But if they can get a child to feel insecure and unloved and unwanted, then they can step in and provide that stability those children look for. And yes, all children look for that. All children need a masculine and feminine influence in their life. It's been proven by science that the most effective way to raise a child to be the most stable and productive in society is from a nuclear family. And that's why these Marxists are doing everything they can to dismantle the nuclear family. And if you haven't done it yet, go back and listen to episode two. My first episode technically was a little two and a half minute teaser. Then episode one was why Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine at this time. And then episode two is what is happening in our schools, K through 12. 
I'll just give you a quick summary of what it was. Basically, the whole thing started back in the 60s and I think even late 50s when the Pledge of Allegiance was created. It was not created as a patriotic thing. It was created to get children to pledge fealty to the state. And I told you about the arm movement that made it look like a Nazi salute and they had to change that. But the person that wrote it was a Marxist and had no intention of it becoming a patriotic thing. And his granddaughter or daughter, I think it was, his daughter really protested against adding under God to the pledge. So then Common Core was introduced and Common Core was funded by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Common Core was created to separate parents and children, make it impossible for parents to help their children with their homework and make children confused and not able to do math easily because of the new methods that they claim will help students learn math easier and make it actually made it much worse. Then we had an entire generation of children that had participation medals and no grades. So they were raised to not have any competition in their life. And then those people, those that generation raised another generation that needed their safe spaces and their trigger warnings because they thought that the First Amendment protects them against being offended. That's not true at all. All right. And then these parents are now raising children and in schools, they're teaching them critical race theory, gender theory, and all kinds of other mature subjects that used to only be discussed at the college level and during debates and theories written on these things. And now they're preached as gospel in our, our uh, education system. They're taught as fact that these are facts, that these are proven theories, the theories that have been proven 100% true, and that's absolutely false. And you'll also listen to a video that I played the audio of on this podcast from Yuri Bezmenov, a former Russian KGB agent that defected to the U.S. and basically outlined this multi-generational plan to demoralize, desensitize, and destroy the United States of America from within. And they knew that the children were the way to do that. So parents, listen to me closely. Please raise your children with strong moral ethics standards. Provide them a sense of security and stability from the family, but also from some other source. Make them accountable to someone higher than themselves. That's the key. If you're accountable to someone or something higher than yourself, you are always going to feel accountable and act accordingly. Because I think one of the main problems with the children today is they don't consider themselves accountable to anyone. They can do whatever they want. And the stability that they have found is in gangs and in groups of other people, like-minded people that want to destroy and burn down and cause havoc and chaos. They, they find a community in these groups that where they do all this together. So parents, if you're not going to raise your child in a religion, then find something else. Find something that you can all be accountable to as a family, not just as individuals, but as a family and pray together and talk to the children and listen 
to them, but also do not think that the children know what's best for themselves. It's just not that way. You have to be the adults. You have to be the parents. You have to be the disciplinarians. You have to be the ones that sets boundaries that children are not allowed to go beyond. And if you raise children with good, strong standards and morals, they're not going to go to gangs or other people to try and find that stability and that, that meaning and that center in their life. Because quite frankly, now we've gone beyond what I ever thought was possible. The evil in our country that has risen to a point where I never thought I'd see it this way. I never thought I'd see children being sex trafficked all over the world. I never thought I'd see thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country and treated better than American citizens. I never thought I'd see a, part, a point where if we disagree with someone, it is now our duty to destroy them, to block them from our lives, to never have anything to do with them. But not only that, literally do everything in your power to destroy them, to make them penniless, to make them homeless, to make them shamed and belittled and marginalized. When did we get to this point? What caused this to happen? Again, I go back to the globalists that want to run the entire world as one. They want the entire world to be governed by a group of individuals that have all the power. You remember Klaus Schwab saying, in the future, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, they want to own everything and they want everyone to rent. That's why they're starting to drive the prices up of all things in our lives. They want to make it impossible for people to live on their own. They want to make it so all people are dependent on the government for everything they need. That's what these smart cities are all about. That's what this massive spending was about, and that is why they are going after the children to manipulate, brainwash, and train them. And remember, they're going to try and convince you that what they want to do is compassionate. Well, Jordan Peterson pretty, sum, pretty much sums up what I thought about them using compassion to enact their plan. Listen to what he says. What? Tory what? Castration and double mastectomies for 13-year-olds? Well, yeah. No, or seriously, oh, yeah. man. That's, that's crossed the line. That is not tolerance. That sense. is an inexcusable silence on the part of the majority, the vast majority, who knows this to be wrong in the deepest possible sense. Most of the bloody Nazi propaganda that led to the extermination policies at the beginning of World War II were predicated initially on compassion and tolerance. So this whole, we're being compassion and tolerant, it's like, no, you're not. You're aiding and abetting the surgical mutilation of minors. That is not compassionate, and it's not tolerant. He's exactly right. And you listen to the other guy who was saying, well, yeah, well, sometimes. No, never. Compassion is never suggesting that a child who is confused 
mutilate their bodies to go along with what they think they have in their head. Compassion is getting these children mental therapy and help and help them understand that they are perfect the way they were born, that they, there was no mistake made. Even those who, who genuinely are afflicted with the mental illness of gender dysphoria, we treat it with therapy. You know, the really scary thing that happened recently that I just discovered is Planned Parenthood is helping minor children to transition after a single 30-minute consultation. Think about that. A child goes to Planned Parenthood and not going for an abortion or anything, but they're going in there to get advice of why they feel, if they're a boy, why they feel like a girl, and, and girl, why they feel like a boy. And after a single 30-minute consultation, Planned Parenthood is helping them provide them with puberty blockers, with hormones, and scheduling double mastectomies for young teenage girls, and removing the penis of healthy teenage boys. This is not compassion. This is evil. Period. And then, why is innocence lost everywhere else in our country? Why do you think that the Marxists want you to believe that the flag is racist? It represents racism. Why do you think the Marxists want you to believe that the Constitution was written to preserve slavery? Why do you think that the Marxists want you to believe that America is single-handedly responsible for slavery in the world? Do you know that over 800,000 slaves still exist on the continent of Africa right now? In 2023, the Marxists and globalists need you to be convinced that America is a hateful, racist, horrible country. The reason why they need you to believe that is because they want to raise an entire generation of children growing up into adults that do not want to defend the United States of America, and believe that we should be destroyed by our enemies because we are so evil. That is what this is all about. That is why they're creating this animosity towards Columbus Day. That is why they're creating this animosity towards Thanksgiving. And you watch, they're going to start creating animosity towards Christmas. You're already not allowed to say Christmas. It's winter solstice or happy winter season or whatever. They are going to demonize Christmas next. You watch. The Marxists cannot afford to have any single person in this country have stability and strength and support. They need them all to be disconnected because then they can brainwash and control them. Period. All righty then. <laughs> Moving on. Before I move on, though, I want to tell you really quickly about another product that New Skin makes that I absolutely love. It's called Nutrisentials Celtrex Always Right Recovery Mask. This mask is amazing. If you come home super tired one night and you just notice your, your face is worn and weathered, put one of these masks on for like 10, 15 minutes and then take it off and you rub the gel from the mask into your face and then go to bed. Leave it on there. And man, I'm telling you, I wake up the next morning feeling refreshed. And while the mask is on, it's just amazing feeling. So 
Once again, that's another product I'm, I want to promote uh, in New Skin. If you go to twdbark.mynewskin.com, you can see the Nutrisentials Celtrex Recovery Mask along with the other products that I recommend. And then go check out the hundreds of other products New Skin has for sale. They are all double-blind tested. They are all rigorously tested in scientific labs. And they will work for you like they work for me. All right? Okay, moving on with more news. Commander Joe Biden's German Shepherd has been taken out of the White House. This is the second German Shepherd owned by the Bidens to be removed from the White House for biting so many people on the staff in Secret Service. You know, you can tell a lot about people by the way their pets behave. Because like little children, dogs aren't born to be aggressive and spiteful and revengeful. Is that a word? Revengeful? I think so. But their trainers, their owners teach them that. Just like parents teach their children to hate and have prejudice. The same thing happens to dogs. So I have heard and read interviews by Secret Service agents that say guarding Joe Biden is the second worst Secret Service detail that is ever, he's ever had to do. And number one was guarding Hillary Clinton when Bill was in the White House. Hillary Clinton used to go out of her way to make it tough on the Secret Service agents that followed her. They, she would ridicule, belittle, and shame them constantly. And there was one famous time when Chelsea was acting up when she was really young, and right outside of an elevator, Hillary grabbed Chelsea's arm and told her, do you want to end up like these people, or do you want to be successful? Hillary Clinton despised Secret Service, and also was known to treat her staff like servants. Kind of like uh, Kamala Harris is treating her staff. Interesting, isn't it? Well, Joe Biden treats the Secret Service like they're his personal servants. He doesn't give them any heads up when he's planning on taking a last-minute trip to his Rehoboth beach home. So they can't make any plans with their families. Also, <laughs> everyone knows that when Vice President, when Joe Biden was Vice President, he used to like to walk around and swim naked at his home. Yeah. And they developed Secret Service code names that they could call out over their comms systems that they were all listening to when Joe was walking around naked. The Secret Service used the code Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. And that means all of the Secret Service, especially the female Secret Service agents, should be aware and also should probably not go anywhere near the pool because Joe was, was there naked. Also, Jill liked to walk around naked a lot too, and her code name was Clamshell, Clamshell, Clamshell. So, it's no wonder that the dogs of the Bidens are so aggressive towards everyone, because the whole family is chaotic, mean, and disrespectful to everyone around them. Everybody thinks Joe Biden is this nice, grandfatherly, accepting, welcoming, you know, loving person. And he's not at all. He's a bitter, angry old man that hates the world, I think, and has done things that many don't want to believe. But I believe I've seen enough evidence to prove that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden kind of have the same problems. 
Not with the drugs, but with the young children. Let's just leave it at that, okay? Hillary Clinton has been caught in another interview. She was being interviewed by Christiane Amapur uh, from CNN, saying that she believes MAGA Trump supporters should be formally deprogrammed. Don't believe me? Listen to this. Sadly, so many of those extremists, those MAGA extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. Did you hear that? She actually said that Trump supporters or the extreme MAGA people, whatever that means, need to be formally deprogrammed. There needs to be some kind of formal deprogramming. Gosh, what, what are you talking about there, Hillary? Are you talking about um, what re-education camps like in China? FEMA camps where they like throw everybody in solitary confinement or in um, concentration camps until they're formally reprogrammed not to think for themselves? It's kind of what it sounds like to me. What about you guys? And you remember back in 2016, right before the election, Hillary Clinton famously called all Trump supporters, or uh, not all, about, she said about half of the Trump supporters can be put in what she calls the basket of deplorables. Well, actually, let, let's listen to that, shall we? You know, to just be grossly generalistic, you can put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. So what she's really saying is, unfortunately, there are people that think for themselves in this country. There are other people besides the monolith of the Democratic Party who all vote exactly the same and all think exactly the same. Yet, unfortunately, there are other people who are innovative and independent. You know, we can't have that in this country. No, no. And then she goes on to say, but uh, the other basket are filled with people that are doing the right thing. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So basically, Hillary Clinton thinks that if you don't agree with her, you're a deplorable and that you should be now formally re-educated. You can't make this stuff up. They're actually calling for the deprogramming and re-education camps that China is using on their citizens. They're calling for the same thing in this country if you dare to disagree with them. Again, going back to the Constitution, they do not feel you should have your First Amendment rights. They do not want you to be able to speak freely. And the only other places in the world where that is happening is communist countries. Think about that one. Now, this next thing I'm going to tell you basically convinces me that the Bidens consider themselves untouchable. Joe Biden has appointed a former colleague of Hunter Biden to head up a new organization against whistleblowers. 
I'm just going to let you sit for a second and think about that. Joe Biden appointed a former colleague of Hunter Biden to head up an organization against whistleblowers. They like whistleblowers when they're, you know, uh, tattling on Donald Trump or, or revealing something that he supposedly did wrong. But they hate whistleblowers that are daring to expose the Biden family corruption. I'm pretty much convinced now that the Biden family is one of the most corrupt political families in U.S. history. I think when all of this information that, that uh, Jim Jordan and James Comer and all them are trying to undercover or uncover, rather, when all of this is revealed, I think it will go down in U.S. history as one of the biggest corruption and bribery schemes that has gone on in our history. And I believe history will show that Joe Biden was one of the most destructive and corrupted presidents that has ever held office. And the real reason all of these indictments are happening against Trump, not only because of TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, and the hatred that has been created against the Trump and his family and friends and associates, but all of these indictments and all the news about these indictments and all the different details about this, they're all a distraction. They're all trying to get you to look elsewhere so you don't see the real corruption happening with this administration. Okay, I have to comment about this Speaker of the House situation we're going through in this country. It looks to me like the new Speaker is going to be Jim Jordan. But for a little while there, everybody was kind of thinking Donald Trump was going to be the Speaker. Can you imagine the liberals left? leftists' heads exploding if Donald Trump became the Speaker of the House. Now, I don't think they could have made it happen, but just think about that, okay? And then the Speaker of the House oversees the impeachment trials of Joe Biden. And then we find out that Kamala Harris may not have been born in this country. She may have been an anchor baby that's the only possibility because be, neither her parents were born in this country. Her father was born in Jamaica and her mother was born in India. But honestly, I, I kind of wish it would have happened because do you remember the end of the Kingsman, uh, the Secret Service, where they implanted those little things in everybody's the back of their necks and all of their heads exploded to the uh, Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture? I can just hear it now. Dun, 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 Watching all the left's head explode if Donald Trump was made Speaker of the House. I just wanted it to happen for that. Just, just so I could enjoy the heads exploding thing. <sighs> Whatever. And so many people on Twitter today, especially yesterday and today, have been saying that it's because of the unrest in the Republican Party and their not having a Speaker of the House that Hamas attacked Israel because they thought America was weak because of that. Um, nope. The reason why the world knows America is weak is because of our withdrawal from Afghanistan and closing the Bagram Air Base and leaving thousands of Americans and our translators, and those that helped us behind in Afghanistan. 
and calling that mission an overwhelming success. That is why the rest of the world sees America as weak and are doing things like North Korea testing nuclear bombs and testing missiles, China being more aggressive in the China Strait between China and Taiwan, Russia invading Ukraine, all of these things, and what's happening on our southern border, turning our southern border over to the cartels. All of this is happening because the world knows that Joe Biden is weak. All right, lastly, I want to talk about the jobs numbers that just came out. 336,000 new jobs were added in September. You know what this really proves to me? And I've been listening to financial experts all day, uh, you know, on my way to and from work and all the different times I have to listen to the radio. All of this is proving people are spending too much money. They're still spending too much money, but it's not their money they're spending. They're adding to their growing credit card debt. They're spending on their credit. They're not spending money they're making. They're spending their credit. And in the meantime, they don't know they're destroying their credit. Right now, we have over $1 trillion in debt. $1 trillion in credit card debt. And the average interest rate is about 23%. And that's for people with good credit scores. I've heard interest rates as high as 30%. That is what you could get from a loan shark in Las Vegas. 30% interest. That is robbery. That is insane. Now, let me explain to you about these 336,000 new jobs. Here's some information you probably don't know 73,000 of those jobs are new government jobs. Hospitality, there's 96,000 new jobs created in leisure and hospitality. And guess who's taking those jobs? Mm, Yeah, that's right. The millions of illegal immigrants coming into our country. And then 41,000 jobs were created in the health care industry. And those jobs are to convince people to get the new COVID booster. That's why those jobs were created. So tell me how many jobs again have been created. And also understand that about 150,000 of those jobs are part-time jobs. Full-time employment actually went down. So once again, my friends, it is important for you to pay attention to what they are really saying and then do your research. And when they say that the the inflation rate is going down, they're lying to you. When the inflation rate goes from 9.1% to 3.9%, it's still going up. It's just a smaller increment. And it me- interest is may- measured year over year. So when they're saying back in, I don't know exactly when it was last year, but there was one month where in- the inflation rate was 9.1%. That means the, follow- the previous year was 9.1% lower inflation rate. That's what they mean. Until inflation goes below zero, it's not ever dropping. It's always raising. People need to understand that. So when people lie to you and say our inflation is going down, 
It's not. It's just increasing by a smaller increment. Do you guys understand that? Once again, if the inflation rate is 9.1%, that means the previous year on that month, the inflation rate was 9.1% lower. And it has grown by 9.1% than the previous year. And the same thing is when they say inflation is only 3.8% now, that means last year during that month, inflation was 3.8% lower than it is right now. So just please pay attention because they will do every trick in the book to lie to you, to convince you that things are great. Joe Biden is the most successful president that's ever been. He's accomplished more than any other president. He's created 13 million jobs. No, they haven't created 13 million jobs. About 10 million jobs are people that were laid off for the pandemic returning to their jobs. That's not job creation. That's allowing people to return to their jobs after you made them shelter in their homes and not work. So my advice to everyone, stop spending uselessly. Stop trying to impress everyone with money you do not have. If you're spending much more money than you are making, you are putting yourself into debt, which is going to continue to compound and get worse and worse. And it'll be harder and harder to pay off the more you add to that debt. Spend responsibly. Don't spend more than you make. Cut back on your expenses. That is the only way the federal government and uh, the Federal Reserve is not going to continue raising interest rates. They've already said because spending seems to be really strong still, they're going to have to raise interest rates. What you don't understand is their goal is, a, is to put us into a recession where people cut back on all of their spending. Once that happens, then they stop raising the interest rates and the money will start stabilizing. And prices for food and eggs and bread and gas and uh, interest rates on home loans, you know, on mortgages and rents, they'll all go down. But not until you stop spending. So stop putting yourself further and further into debt. It's not that important that you impress people that you think have more than you, but probably they don't because they're probably putting themselves into debt as badly and quickly as you are. Everyone's trying to keep up with the Joneses and what everybody doesn't understand. And here's the secret about the Joneses. They're hiding the fact that they're not making enough money. They're living on credit cards. They're trying to convince you that they're doing well. It's the same thing that's happening in the social media. As I've explained before, you know, kids go onto social media and they see all these people posting of their best lives in their best outfits, the most expensive outlets. And, and some of them are even posing in front of rental cars to make you convinced that they own that car when they don't. Some of them are convinced that you're flying in private jets everywhere you're going. And you just happen to be a flight attendant or a pilot that flies those jets there. Or sometimes people will go out to the airport and actually take pictures in front of an airplane they don't own and in front of a car they are renting to convince you 
that they are wealthy and doing amazing. And on the other scale, uh, end of the scale, you've got a lot of these people that are convincing you that if you change your sex, you'll be happier. All of these things are contributing to the anxiety and the frustration and the high rate of suicide of teenagers in our country. This has to stop, people. We have to get a grip on what is really happening, and we have to stop this insanity. Okay, as I always like to do, I want to end on a positive note. And I was listening to this speech the other day, and it really touched me, so I wanted to share it with you. It's by a motivational speaker called, his name is Kim Emerson. And he talked about the four most important things you need to know in your life. And he compared it to a pencil. Listen to this. Is someone who can... There are four things you need to know before you go out and Remember these things and you'll be the best person you can be. First, look at this pencil. We know that in order for it to become a useful pencil, that from time to time, again and again, it's going to have to go through a resharpening. Well, if this pencil could feel, we could imagine how painful that would be. But that's what it takes for it to be a useful pencil. Life is much the same. Painful experiences and challenges come to us all. But it is through these opportunities that we build character and we grow. Second is to keep in mind that we'll be able to correct many of the mistakes you make along the way, just like this eraser. If we learn from our mistakes, they're not mistakes. They're lessons we can use to do better the next time around. Third, just like this pencil, every place where you are used, so to speak, you leave your mark. You're writing your own story. Think of stumbling blocks as stepping stones and never stop writing. And fourth, always remember the most important part of you is what's inside. I absolutely love this uh, because, especially the very beginning, when he talks about in order to be useful and successful, you're going to have to be sharpened from time to time. And that sharpening, if that pencil could feel, can you imagine how painful that would be to be ground up like that? And part of you shaved off so you had a sharp point. And then also the point where he said some of the things, some of the mistakes we make in life will be able to be erased. That's very important. Understand that your mistakes don't define you. They absolutely don't. Your life consists of the ups and the downs. And most likely you're learning more in your downtime than you are in your uptime. Because for most of us, the most powerful lessons are taught through adversity and the things we have to overcome to make us stronger. I saw another video of a guy running in the rain and saying, why am I running in the rain? Because I refuse to quit. Other people would look out that window and go, oh, it's kind of cold and, and miserable outside. I don't want to go run. When you get your shoes on and your shorts and t-shirt and you go out and run in that rain, that tells the universe, I will not give up. And I think that's one of the most important things. So just like the pencil, the most important part is within. Just like the graphite inside is the part that writes and leaves an everlasting mark on a piece of paper or other things that you put your mark on. It comes from within. So be true to yourself and do not listen to what others say about you. If they are trying to tear you down, it's because they are jealous of you and your ambition and your dreams. Do not listen to the naysayers. All right. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Watchdogs Bark. If you have any comments or questions, 
Don't hesitate to write me, Drew, at thewatchdogsbark.com. And until next time, create an amazing day, and please help me relay the bark. <laughs> <laughs>